My dear friends, as we move closer to, to Christmas, the readings continue to remind us of the, the need, the urgent need for preparing ourselves and of creating a room for the Lord. In the first reading, we hear King David feeling guilty of living in a grand palace. Yet God, in the Ark of the Covenant, was living in tents. So he wanted to build a house for the Lord. Even though, instead of him, God allowed Solomon to build um, the, the temple, we still commend David for, for being proactive, for seeking a decent place for God. Think about perhaps our own life today. Today, the Lord still seeks to dwell in each one of us, to find a home, a decent home, to dwell not only in our church and in the tabernacle, not only in a corner of our house, but he seeks to dwell in our hearts so that wherever we go, we will take him with us. So my dear friends, are your hearts holy enough to be a dwelling place for the Lord? I'd like to continue to encourage us to utilize the sacrament of reconciliation that we have during the season of Advent. We have been having reconciliations also on Mondays from 12 to 1 and from 7 to 8 p.m. We'd like to encourage people to come for that. It's through the sacrament of reconciliation, especially during this season, that we can continue to build and purify our hearts and create a home for the Lord. And that's how we can also continue to fulfill what St. Paul wrote for in the second reading. That's how we will continue to manifest God to the world when our hearts are made pure when our actions become worthy and desirable. Over the past couple of weeks, we have been talking about the grand theme of uh, the kingship of Christ and the lies that the world offers us. The first week we talked about globalism, and then we talked about individualism. Then later on, we talked about moral relativism. And last week we talked about materialism. This week, we conclude with talking about secularism. And what is secularism? Secularism is the belief that religion should not be involved with ordinary social, political, and moral activities of a society. It literally seeks to divorce religion and faith from every aspect of human life. To the secularist, faith lacks cultural authority, which is so wrong. They focus on other temporal things as alternatives to religion, as alternatives to God. And some of the alternative things that secularists turn to are things like nature, like wealth, sports, power and control. And many times, secularism leads 
to atheism and atheism is the bold rejection of God what causes what causes this secularism today in our world there are many causes perhaps first I'd like to mention pride pride when we become so self-centered we become selfish and claim that we when we claim that other powers other than God is what is absolute in our life that comes with pride sometimes it comes with poor legislation especially in governance sometimes it comes with rationalization when we promote the false claim that science answers everything when we truly know that it doesn't sometimes it comes when we lack authentic witnesses of faith when we fail to become that light that can show the world the beauty of faith when we let faith become dormant it builds and nurtures secularism and also when we promote the false claim that all the world's problems is because of religion there are many times when people say that but my dear friends running away from God will never be a solution to any problem because solutions to our problems is when God is a part of our decisions and there are many effects that we continue to see of this secularism we see fewer and fewer people coming to church fewer and fewer people seeking baptism for their children and over the last two years um, something kind of emerged here you know when we were even before without advertising anything we were getting a lot of calls in the office people asking for their children to be baptized and these are not infant children these are older children some as old as 15 16 others as young as 7 and 8 which prompted us two years ago to start this program RCIC in order to minister to them to teach them the faith which turned out beautiful two years ago we had over 18 children go through this program and this past year this very year we had about 11 go through this same program but why didn't they get baptized when they were young it was probably because of the tendencies of secularism we see many and many more people also failing to enroll for beautiful sacraments like confirmation at proper times we continue to see less people value true marriage and definition of true life continue to see a loss of spiritual meaning to very important Christian traditions like Christmas like Easter today especially as we prepare for Christmas we see a lot of different sentiments that people attach to Christmas that are not necessarily spiritual they can be very material and consumerist but never spiritual all this comes because of secularism 
And also, another effect of secularism is the loss of moral conscience of a society. We continue to see that growing every year. We continue to see a society that is going so blind to evil, so blind to things that are wrong. As we pray today, I'd like us to seek that the Lord can help us to become part of a solution that can help the world to move away from secularism. Confronting secularism, again, is not discriminating anyone. But I would like to think it's about putting a proper claim for a proper God, for a proper time in our society, in our life. When we fail to adore that proper God, we end up adoring other gods. When we fail to give him the proper time, we end up giving our time to alternative things. In our society, and aspects, different aspects of our life will continue to be affected by this, by this vice of secularism. How can we become a real solution to this problem? The gospel offers us a way today is by first saying yes to the Lord, by committing ourselves to his service and to his calling. That's how we can challenge secularism. That's how we can claim God back into our life. That's how we can bring the proper God into everything that we do. Mary in the gospel, even though she was it was not easy for her. She was very young. Even though she was perhaps not the most exposed or the most experienced in the world at that time, she was able to hear and to see God clearly. And that's why her acceptance gave us a savior. Her yes gave us an opportunity for eternal life. Even though fear came to her, we still hear the angel telling her, do not be afraid, Mary. We are called today, all of us, never to be afraid, never to be afraid to stand by God, to stand with God, and to stand for Him, to fulfill His will in our life. God continues to do the impossible in our lives. That's why in the gospel too, he made Elizabeth, who was considered barren, fruitless, he made her to become fruitful, made her able to bear a son, made her become the mother of our Lord. Maybe perhaps sometimes we look at our lives and think that our lives are fruitless, maybe barren or dry, but God still wants to transform us. He wants to transform you and me so that we can become a part of this great adventure of love.
an adventure that will culminate into eternal life. As we pray today, let us pray that God will be in us, in our homes, in our hearts, in our decisions, in our church.